Hey everyone, Chris here. This is Roller Coaster Therapy by Midwest Coaster Fans. Today is January 2nd, 2020. I hope you guys all had a wonderful New Year's. I am talking about the things that our team talked about, which are which is going to be our most anticipated roller coasters of 2020 in North America. And we're also gonna sorry, and I'm also gonna talk about real briefly the Vacoma coaster getting put in over at Energy Landia in Poland. So what I'm going to talk about first is starting off the list, which is kind of like the ones that nobody's really talking as much about. They're kind of there, and they're being added, and they are going to be exciting for the SeaWorld parks, but they're nowhere near the amount that the other roller coasters across the country are being put in. First, we want to start off the list by saying... West Coast Racers did open in 2019, so they will not be featured. That coaster will not be featured on our list. But we're going to go ahead and head over to SeaWorld San Diego. So starting off this list is over at SeaWorld San Diego. And Emperor Roller Coaster is opening up over there. So many of you guys know Emperor Roller Coaster over at SeaWorld San Diego. Just recently got a name. Originally, they were talking about possibly naming it Manta, which obviously all you know that Manta was named for it was the name of the roller coaster of another roller coaster that it's at SeaWorld Orlando. Or sorry, it was going to be called Mako, I believe. Uh, I'm looking it up right now here. This is being recorded live, so. Uh, I apologize for any delays or anything like that. Obviously, this is a podcast, and I'm trying to get all the facts straight on this. So, originally, this roller coaster, from what I'm reading right here, right now, uh, it was going to be named Mako. Sorry, not man. What I, I don't know why I called it Manta. Mako, and many of you guys know that the uh, hyper coaster over at SeaWorld Orlando is also named Mako. Well, SeaWorld San Diego said, hey, you know what? We're going to name it Emperor after the Emperor Penguin, the Emperor Penguin's dive. So this is one of the smallest dive coasters I think I've seen. It's only going to be 153 feet tall and have a track length of 1,800 feet. The uh, Immerman Loop is going to be, looks like on here, 143 feet. And it's going to be at a 40, the, okay. 143 feet and I imagine this roller coaster is going to be extremely short it's only holding 16 people like the other dive coasters that I know of hold upwards of 24 people so the capacity is eight passengers less it's not as tall as Shikra Shikra is over 3,000 feet this coaster is going to sit at 1800 it's going to be shorter it's going to be a lot Sorry, it's going to be a shorter ride. That's what I meant by shorter. It's going to be shorter, and it's not going to be as tall. Over in San Diego, they have a height requirement on the coastal. So anything they have to uh, add, so anything that SeaWorld San Diego has to add is going to be is going to have to be get approved by the city. So it's like a 30-foot uh, requirement, so they had to get an exception. This is the third coaster to get an exception over there, and we believe there's another coaster being added in 2021, but 
That is a lowdown. That's like an honorable mention. Then going over down to SeaWorld San Antonio, we have the Texas Stingray roller coaster. Um, which I believe, because I've read you know, both Mystic Timbers, actually our team has rode Mystic Timbers together. I think I'm the only one on our team, I think that's rode Thunderhead over at Dollywood, but it looks like it's a mix of both of those roller coasters. So, Texas Stingray, it's already been tested, and I, I looked at the ride POV on this. So, the ride POV was very short, and it was like, hey, we know we're testing the roller coaster, here's the POV, but it was like a shortened POV. I don't, I think the ride duration is going to be a lot longer than that. With the being 3,379 feet, I think it roughly puts it right around the same stats as Mystic Timbers. Uh, the first drop's going to be 96 feet. The drop height is 100 feet. So they're billing this thing as being the tallest, fastest, longest wooden roller coaster in the state of Texas. Uh, I'm not sure how many roller coasters are in Texas. I didn't do complete research on this, but I believe the only other road and roller coaster from what I'm well aware of is going to be, well, there's probably two of them, probably at Fiesta and over Texas, but I'm going to look at that real fast for you guys here. So I'm going to look at these wooden roller coasters in Texas. biggest one in Texas is Titan but hold on that's the biggest roller coaster in the state of Texas I apologize wooden roller coasters in Texas uh well we'll look at that later because it's hard to find any information out about this um, but I believe the only other one I know of is either at Fiesta or it's uh and I'd have to do a very thorough look on that. But anyways, that breaks those kind of records on that. And I know ZDT's has a wooden roller coaster, definitely. But I know that the Texas Giant, before it was redone, the new Texas Giant was the tallest, longest, fastest wooden. This one is supposedly having 16 airtime hills. The tunnel is 100 feet uh, maximum height, like I said. 3,379 feet of track, so uh, definitely look at that. And in comparison to Mystic Timbers, Mystic Timbers, and I'm bringing these stats up right now here. Uh, so Mystic Timbers has a total height of, or total length. And let's see here. It's about around the same height. Uh, the total length. It's actually shorter for Mystic Timbers. So this ride's going to be roughly about 100 feet longer than Mystic Timbers. So it's going to be a little longer, so the ride length's going to be a little longer. It looks like when you go up the first lift hill, it's kind of similar to... It's hard to, it's hard to tell. It's basically a straight uh, downward drop, and then it leads into a couple of overbank turns, a lot of airtime moments into a tunnel uh, I can't really tell fully the actual POV is not fully released yet but from what I could tell the POV that I did see of it 
for the test that was made about a week ago, it looks like it's definitely going to pack some airtime. And I think GCI is definitely learning how to make their roller coasters with a bunch of airtime. Another honorable mention is down at SeaWorld Orlando called Icebreaker. Icebreaker is a premier rides launch. It's going to have a 48-inch height requirement. It's going to be a family coaster. Uh, roughly, it's going to be about the same as any other launch coasters that Premier makes. So you're going to have, this time you're going to have four launches. So it's going to launch you backwards, forwards, backwards, and then forwards again. And that's going to be the last launch. Forward launches over a lift hill and through a track. It's going to have like a transfer track system set up on it. So... The other one will be loaded. When the other one comes into the station, they'll switch tracks, and then that other one will be launched. So, Icebreaker, to me, looks decent for a family attraction, but it did not make our top list. And these are all the coasters that did not make our top list. And like I said, that's going to be Emperor at SeaWorld San Diego, Texas Stingray at SeaWorld San Antonio, and then... Uh, this roller coaster icebreaker over at SeaWorld Orlando. And when I'm looking at the stats of SeaWorld uh, the icebreaker roller coaster, it's going to have a 93 foot vertical drop, 100 beyond, so it's going to be beyond vertical, which, you know, everybody's trying to do beyond vertical now. 2,750 feet of track, so it's kind of short. They're almost done with it from what I understand. They're saying it's going to be a tweener coaster um, between Super Grover's Box Derby and SeaWorld Orlando's trio of Macon, Kraken, and Manta. So there you go. And like I said, it's going to have four launches. It's going to go... It's going to have a couple elements. It's going to be a fairly short roller coaster, and then it's going to be done. Now we get into our top six and then we're going to talk about if we have time we're going to go ahead and talk about the uh, one getting put in energy landia in poland so the one i want to talk about right now is going to be pretty easy to talk about so first on our list it's kind of like a so there's a bunch of different coasters being put in uh, to the uh, to the country so this is like five sorry there's five of these okay five of the most anticipated and then we'll talk about the vacoma one being put in over at Energy on Lendia. So, the one I want to talk about right now is going to be, well, you know what, we'll go ahead and talk about probably the one that's, you know, going to be great for Hershey Park, but it's just another hyper in some other people's eyes, and that's going to be called Candemonium, and Candemonium is kind of, it kind of puts a breaker or whatever, uh, per se, on. Uh, Sky Rush has some bad, uh, bad thing with the general public uh roller coaster enthusiasts also don't like the restraint system on it so i think i think this is a way for hershey park to be like you know we made a mistake uh basically stating that you know sky rush was too intense for everybody sky rush is still going to be open but candemodium kind of adds what the park needed for a hyper coaster and i think the reason why sky rush was made is because intimate said hey you know what we could build an intense hyper coaster with the space you're giving us but at the time bnm was like no we don't we need more length because they like to have their roller coasters a certain way 
So when Hershey Park was able to give them more land, all of a sudden, Candemodium was built. And Candemodium, here's some of the stats on it. Two hundred and ten foot ascent, and then it's going to dip into thrilling drops that include seven Camelback Hills, and it's going to go around the Hershey Kiss Fountain. Speeds of seventy-six miles per hour, and let's see. Yep, it's going to go around the fountain. I'm trying to see what other features it's going to have. Uh, Four thousand six hundred thirty-six feet. And they're saying it's going to last 2 minutes and 26 seconds. I don't know if that includes the lift hill. I imagine it does. So it's going to be great for the park. And from the illustrations that you'll be able to see, if we're able to post this on YouTube as well, you'll see the stair ride station and the lift hill and the different elements. So I think it's a great addition to a park that really needed something like that. 28 riders per train, uh, 210 foot drop, it's basically going to be considered an out and back coaster, and this total of new investment for like the main gate and everything and this new roller coaster is topping upwards of $150 million for new shops, the roller coaster and everything else getting put in that area, so uh, they're definitely investing in it a lot. And it's an out-and-back coaster, so it'd probably be similar to, like, Apollo's Chariot. I wouldn't compare it to Diamondback or anything, per se, like that, because uh, Diamondback's about 1,000 feet, almost longer than that. So, if you're going to compare it, you probably compare it to, like, the shorter type of hyper coasters that B&M has done. And just expect a lot of airtime moments, and uh, just expect an overall better experience than probably Skyrush. So that's one of our top, I mean, that's one of our top five anticipated coasters for 2020 in North America. And now we're going to get over to another coaster, uh, Jersey Devil being put in at Six Flags Great Adventure. And this is a single rail roller coaster. So if you know of the two roller coasters, okay, so they're basically clones. You had the one get put in over at Fiesta, Texas, the other one at uh, in California. And from what we understand, the one in California is a lot better of a roller coaster. There's a lot of people, roller coaster threes, and people like said that that one was just better. And this is like pushing it, so it's going to be longer. I think the other ones were only 1,800 feet long, so. This one that's being put in over, like I said, over at Great Adventure. Is, here are some of the ride stats on this, so. 3,000 feet of track, 130 foot ascent, 87 degree drop, two inversions, 180 degree 
Saul in zero gravity roll as per what they release, 58 miles per hour is going to be the speed on it. It's a great addition. From what we understand, I have not rode it, and none of our team has rode a Raptor roller coaster yet. But from what we've been told is that because of the way it sits, which is one behind the other, it offers a more intense experience because you're sitting in the center of the rail and not to the side, either the side of the rail. Or not as like a wide car or anything like that. The elements that they use are more intense. So I think Jersey Devil is kind of taking the intensity that was Wonder Woman and the other clone and they're kind of making it a little less intense so it's going to be a great coaster but it's not going to whip you or have the intense moments kind of like Wonder Woman and like I said the clones so Wonder Woman has gotten really good uh, reviews from everybody so it's not that. I've just heard that the one at, in California, uh, the other Cedar Fair Park, that's up north near San Francisco. I heard that one is just better. And I don't know why, uh, but for some reason that park is not coming up in my brain right now. So I'm looking it up right now because it's driving me nuts. Okay. Oh, Railblazer at California's Great America. I'm not sure why I was having a little bit of a brain fart there, so I apologize. But yeah. So the other one's Railblazer. So Railblazer is definitely uh, the better of the two from what we've heard. And like I said, Jersey Devil is going to add intense moments. It's going to be a great addition. I mean, it's made by RMC. RMC always makes good roller coasters. And this coaster is just going to be amazing. So you're looking at a longer, about a 1,200 feet longer worth of track. You're looking at not as intense as those two other single rails, but it's going to be still intense. And it's going to bring something new and interesting to Six Flags Great Adventure. And if this is successful, the longer version of the model is successful by RMC, look for other parks to add it such as you know cedar fair i think cedar fair and six flags are going to be the main two parks that add a coaster like this and you might see smaller parks also add a, a similar coaster so definitely you know our number four anticipated coaster uh, not really a top you know five list but we're just going down the list because you know these these are the ones that when we uh talked about them and unfortunately we were having technical difficulties when it came to doing a live podcast from one uh, end of this from one city to another city so uh, this will be the only podcast that has me only on it but we already talked about all this and our number three on our list uh, is going to be Orion at Kings Island so Orion at Kings Island we've been doing a lot of updates on Orion many of you know that follow us on YouTube we do updates on Orion almost all the time but we were there for the actual official announcement. So it, it was kind of amazing. So we were sitting there next to the flight of fear and we were like, oh man, this is going to be really great. You know, 
we get to find out for sure is it going to be a giga we already knew it was going to be a giga because all the we already had the blueprints down but we wanted to hear it from the park finally they announced it and we were waiting for the stats to break and it was 300 feet so it's just a giga but it's going to be a good giga we believe that it's going to um, hold on to it's going to sustain a lot of the things that we love most about giga coasters when we think the speed the elements and everything of that nature is going to be really good on this roller coaster but here are some of the stats in case you wanted to know because there's only seven giga coasters with this one in the country when it's built so right now there's six I believe Cedar Fair owns the rights to all seven of them now. So you have one at Cedar Point, Canada's Wonderland, King's Island, King's Dominion, Carowinds. Okay, so I think they hold five of the seven in the world. But uh, here are some of the... Okay, so it's going to be a 287-foot lift hill. So here's where some of the arguments come into play. It's not a giga. It's a giga. The drop's over 300. The drop has to be between 300 to 399 feet. It is a giga. Don't want to hear any arguments about it. It's a giga. Okay. So if you don't agree with it, you're wrong. Okay. 287 foot lift hill. Okay. The lift hill is not the part of the attraction that you should be concerned about. The drop is 300 feet. Well, why is the drop 300 feet? The drop is 300 feet because of the change in elevation. If you haven't been to the that back portion of the park where Orion sits at, then you're not going to know for certain what I'm even talking about. So the back portion of the park is a little has a little more terrain you could even see this over by the beast gatekeeper in that area where vortex used to sit at so i'm i'm trying to let you know that it is a giga coaster let's not argue that point okay so after that there's going to be a couple of hills you know looking at the pov of this it's going to be pretty intense capacity 1650 uh, riders per hour the duration is about three minutes. It's going to hold 32 riders per train. It's not going to have the same setup as Diamondback. So if you rode Diamondback, you have two. It's like there's space. You have two together, then two spread out, two together. So this one's going to be just like every other seat. Uh, the seats are going to be similar to Fury. And a couple of the other, you know, Giga Coasters made by B&M. Obviously... In Cedar Fair, there's three. There's going to be three B&Ms, two Intamins. Cedar Point having the one Intamin, Kings Dominion having the other Intamin, and the other three owning to Kings Island, Carowinds, Canada's Wonderland. Here's the height of the hills. So the height of the hills. Uh, I don't know why we call it the lift hill, but the second hill is going to be 174 feet and it's going to go to 202 feet. So right after that lift hill down to the first drop, you're going to go up 174 foot hill back down. And then that turnaround portion of it 
is going to be 202 feet. Then you're going to go down another 56 foot, or go another up another 56 foot hill. I imagine that's going to be a major airtime hill. That's mainly the, probably the purpose of it. And then after that, you're going to hit a 147 foot hill, another 125 feet hill, foothill, 90 feet, and then 83 feet. Top speed is 91 miles per hour. Top speed. Okay, take this light. Okay, top speed of Diamondback is 80. Okay, so this is 11 miles an hour faster than Diamondback. And just a hair longer than Diamondback. From what we're hearing, no mid-course brake run, so this should hold its speed the whole length of the coaster. And we're loving the design. We love where it's going to be positioned at, so the night rides on this are going to be amazing. Is King or King is King's Island going to put uh, any type of KCL or any type of lighting package on this? Who knows? But uh, if they do, it obviously will be on the lift hill. But I feel like the rest of the coaster is going to be dark because they want to offer that one of a kind wooden in the woods ride experience, kind of like what you get on Beast and Mystic Timbers and Diamondback at night. And that's what sets King's Island apart, is the fact that you get night rides like that. It's a great addition to the park. We're looking forward to it. And it's one of our most anticipated coasters. So don't pay any attention to these last three, because these last three are, you know, our top three most anticipated coasters. Just because these coasters are going to be great all actually all of them that we've talked about on this podcast so far are going to be great but these are the most anticipated giga coasters don't get built that often but yet people find a way to complain and we're still trying to figure that one out like why are you guys always complaining about these giga coasters these giga hits if you don't like it don't ride it all right so great addition to king's island we're hoping that we could get out there. Uh, we're definitely, uh, we're gonna definitely be out there on opening day of the coaster. But we're opening, uh, we we're gonna get out there and we're gonna give you more updates and things of that nature on this because it's a great coaster. It's a great addition, like I've stated, to Kings Island, to Cedar Fair, to uh, the whole entire roller coaster lineup at Kings Island and the whole roller coaster lineup across the country. When a Giga gets built, it's very uncommon. It costs a lot to build. So not sure if the length of Orion could have been longer if they would have cleared more woods out. But with that being said, just because just because it's not longest and the tallest coaster in the world doesn't make it the not a great coaster. So I judge it by, I judge it by ride experience. Okay, I could give stats all day long and give coasters all you know longest, fastest, tallest. But if it's not a great coaster, I mean, you're gonna forget about it. So we're definitely going to have a great coaster in Orion and. I think the park did a great job with the promotion of it with the end of the world as we know it posters and getting everybody all pumped up. If you want to give an award to anybody this year, any park, 
give it to Kings Island for their promotion of this coaster. And then going over to Busch Gardens Williamsburg is going to be Pantheon, which is going to be designed by the one and only Intamin. And Pantheon Roller Coaster is a launch-by-launched roller coaster. So from what we saw, the park has not... I think the, actually, I think the official POV was leaked, but it, it looked like it was like an earlier POV of the actual coaster. So they didn't show where the launch points were at. Something similar that Intamin has worked on before would be something like a Maverick at Cedar Point. Or another coaster you can compare it to is maybe Hagrid's down at Islands of Adventure down in Orlando, Florida. This coaster, when it runs right... And I hate saying this, but when it runs right, it's going to be an amazing coaster. And for some reason, Intamin's always have issues with their um, LSM launches. I'm not sure why they have issues with them. But whenever they work out all the kinks, hopefully Williamsburg does plenty of testing on it to work it out. It doesn't rush it the way that uh, Universal Orlando rushed it. When Universal Orlando rushed the opening of Hagrid's, they had a lot of downtime. It's a great coaster from what we've heard. But people were just complaining the amount of downtime that it has. It's because they didn't do sneak previews. And I don't even know if they had their... Um, I don't know what they call them. Uh, I don't think they call them cast members. I don't know what they call them over at Universal. Team members or something. But... Hopefully Pantheon gets tested way before it opens which we believe is going to be April, so. That'll definitely be a great addition to Busch Gardens Williamsburg. So there's going to be three total launches, 72 miles per hour, 178 feet high, 95 degree drop, and two inversions. So looking at this POV, so... I'm hoping to get a POV here in a second on here because they're describing it the way they're describing it. It's divided into so many sections. So as I'm looking at this, so it's going to be divided after the Greek gods. And I'm looking up. It's hard to see any of this. Okay, it's going to be designed after like, okay, so... Sorry, there's just limited. I don't trust these leaked things all the way because you're not getting 100% the truth on this. But looking at this here, okay, so we have Neptune, Minerva, Pluto, Mercury, and Jupiter. Those are going to be the Greek gods. So all these tracks are going to be divided into different sections, different colors. And with the different launches and things of that nature, from what we're seeing with the top hat and the fact that it's going to launch backwards. So you're going to get launched forward. It's going to kind of go up the hill. And then it's going to launch you backwards up a spike. From the spike, it's going to gain momentum and launch you again. 
that launch is going to bring you over that uh, top hat or whatever. Yeah, it's called a top hat. It's going to bring you over the top hat, and then you're going to go down in the ravine. And you're going to have a turn bank, so you're going to have a bank turn. It's going to go be full speed on that. So, <laughs> sorry about that. So it's going to go full speed. It's going to have different elements never seen before. And it's just going to be an overall great ride experience. This coaster, when it opens, is going to be a fun launch coaster. And Intamin, if they've taught us anything, they know launch coasters. So this is definitely going to be a great addition to Busch Gardens Williamsburg. I have no doubt in my mind that this coaster is going to be one of the top coasters the next year, along with Orion and along with our next coaster our most anticipated coaster of 2020 yes everybody say it with me iron guazi iron guazi anyways <laughs> sorry we've been waiting on this coaster okay so last year early Jan january we're we're seeing stuff being done to uh the old guazi plot of the old guazi roller coaster over at bush gardens tampa and we're like Okay, 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 you know. What's going to happen with this roller coaster, you know? There's only one team that's going to dismantle it and redo it. So we called it way back then and we said, yeah, RMC is going to go in there and do this. And the coast, and the, finally in the springtime, I think Bush Gardens Tampa said, we'll have more information on it later, but RMC is going to be redoing Guazi. That's when the excitement continued, and this coaster has not disappointed us. At the time, I don't think we knew much about Zadra, which is over at Energy Landia in Poland. We didn't know much about that one. Uh, we heard rumors that Zandra was going to open, and when it opened, it's going to be the world's best roller coaster because it was a ground-up roller coaster, but. You know, everybody that's been on Steel Vengeance doesn't believe it. But I've heard from both sides that you can't compare the two ride experiences. Zandra and Steel Vengeance. Zandra over at Energy Landia in Poland is supposed to be the best roller coaster in the world. But then we have people over here that argue differently. So we know that RMC makes great roller coasters. We know that RMC has always made great roller coasters. So... We found out, and we're looking at it over the summer, and we're waiting on the anticipation. We're waiting on the name. We know that something's about to happen. We know that there's going to be a name. So, Bush Gardens finally announces a name. I think we came up with a bunch of different names for this. I'm going to take a drink of water, so I apologize if this is a little bit loud when I do this, but... Sorry. But we're watching the updates, so our team visits over at Bush Gardens Tampa. We go there in June, and we're like, yeah, we're going to see the progress on this roller coaster. We're going to see what's going on with it. And we could see that something's going, we could see that something's starting to form. Something's definitely great and about to happen. But we had to wait for the anticipation, and we're seeing different 
parts of the ride being added. And eventually when they're done with Zandra at Energy Landia, they come back over here to Bush Gardens, Tampa. And they just go full board at it. And then finally, Bush Gardens, Tampa, in their announcement, announces, hey guys, look at this. Look at what we're building. We're building a great coaster. And we're going to give you these stats and it's going to be great. And we're going to honor the old Guazi name, and we're going to call it Iron Guazi. So that's what they did. They called it Iron Guazi. It's going to be uh, themed after a crocodile, which... Why don't you just call it Iron Quack, you know, or Croc, Quack, <laughs> Iron Croc. I didn't understand why they didn't call it that. I understand you're trying to give some sort of dedication to the old ride that sit there which was a dueling coaster but this isn't a dueling coaster and then you find out that the old story that they gave back when Guazi first opened was just a made up story it doesn't actually exist in the folklore so you're like oh okay well the guy said meant nothing we got lied to and it was kind of funny but uh here's the stats on this so this is the most anticipated roller coaster and People are comparing it to Zandra and Energy Landia, so that's why I mentioned it was because people were comparing it to it. So a lot of people were wondering, like, why are you comparing it to that? Well, Steel Vengeance was basically Mean Streak, and they just hybrided Mean Streak and added a bunch of little elements in it, but they kind of still use the original structure. This roller coaster is basically a ground up. They basically tore down all of Guazi and kept just certain portions for basically the overbank turns and things of that nature. But as this thing has progressed and we've seen how tall this lift hill is all the way down to the vertical drop, this, wow, this roller coaster is just amazing. It's going to be in the Morocco section of Bush Gardens, Tampa, designed by Alan Sheik himself. It's an iBox track, hybrid design, chain lift hill, 206 feet tall. First drop, 206. Yes, you heard it. It's basically going to hit the top portion and just go straight down. 206 feet, 4,075 feet of track. So it's roughly about over 1,000 feet shorter than Steel Vengeance. 76 miles per hour, three inversions. A minute and 50 is going to be the actual ride timeline. So... It's going to go about a minute and 50 seconds, which is fine. You know, that's plenty long when you have roller coasters. So two trains with six cars, 24 riders per train, not three trains like they tried over at Steel Vengeance. They're not doing that anymore. This is going to have two trains. And we all know that with the lap bar system that RMC uses on their coasters, it's kind of it's kind of good that they're doing it this way. Let's just say that. Uh, because one's going to be up the lift and going through the ride. And then the other train will go into the station. It'll be loaded. And by the time the other one rolls back in, the other one will be going up the lift hill. If they could time it right and we don't have any issues or complications based on the restraint system on it. So. We believe... We believe that Iron Guazi is going to be uh, the number one anticipated coaster, which all of its elements, all of its theming, and it's an RMC. It's basically an RMC ground up. So 
we believe this coaster is going to be the number one anticipated coaster of 2020. But it's very close to the other ones too with Pantheon and Orion and then you have the Jersey Devil and Candemonium and Texas Stingray and Emperor and also Icebreaker. But we want to know what you think. You can comment below. Let us know what you think. I know this has been a long podcast. We're going to talk about the comeback of Vekoma. There's a Vekoma Shockwave model coming out over in Energy Lundia. We're not talking about a lot of overseas parks. But the reason I want to talk about this uh, specific coaster is because this coaster it might open the door for finally Vekoma coming to the United States. <coughs> Sorry. Throat's a little dry from talking for 40 minutes here. But Vekoma uh, has already worked hand-in-hand with Disney a lot of times with the new coaster going in there, which is Tron, which they have done a great job on that. And Vekoma's making a comeback over in Europe. And they designed the Dragon Flyer, which is down at Dollywood. So... They definitely know what they're doing. And I just want to go over some of the stats. And if, if we could get this podcast up on YouTube, you'll see pictures of everything we're talking about today. But if not, as we were talking about it, you could type it in your, for your phone, search it. Any, any of the coasters that we're talking about, see pictures of them. Um, bring up the POV so you can kind of see it. But, Wow. Uh, I was very amazed to see the theming of this. This this coaster, I I can't even explain it all. It just I'm just amazed that something like this has not been put in the United States yet. How do we have all these great coasters, but we're not? Somehow we don't. Vacoma is making a comeback, and we don't have anything. So here are some of the stats, and it's going to be. Okay, these are all in meters, so I have not converted them over to feet yet. It's going to be 1,320 meters long, 100 kilometers an hour. And it's it's going to have two launches, four inversions, two real tunnels, two station undercrossings, a double loading, unload station, four cars per train, 16 people. So it's not going to be a 24-person train like some of the other coasters you know that we're uh, very well versed on. But the top head, the, the height, how fast it's going, the different inversions, the different launches, oh, it's, it's just going to be amazing. We can't wait till see the reaction of this new coaster going in over at en- Energy Landia, which is adding like two or three coasters every year, which is the craziest thing. When in the United States, we're happy if we get one coaster a year at a park or one coaster every two or three years. But Vacoma, I think, also is working on... Uh, they might be working on the track system for the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy launch coaster, Walt Disney World, and things of that nature as well. But we're going to go ahead and conclude this podcast. You guys have been great. You guys have been sticking with us. Let us know what you think of this list. Let us know what your most anticipated coaster of 2020 is. This is a long first podcast. We're talking about a lot of things. I'll have Jacob with me next week and Dustin 
in the upcoming weeks as well. We'll talk more about more things coming about. Now, stay tuned for a podcast coming up next week here on Midwest Coaster Fans. And until next time, please follow us on our other formats, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and visit us online at www.patreon.com forward slash Midwest Coaster Fans. You could join the dollar tier to the five dollar tier. We're gonna have exclusive content from podcasts to videos to behind the scenes. When we go to events and parks, you're gonna get a special Snapchat private access account where we're gonna send you stuff from the Snapchat. And also, when we before we release videos on YouTube, you'll get a private password before we make it public to everybody else. So, with that being said, this is Chris signing off for Midwest Coaster fans. We want to thank you for tuning in to Coaster Therapy on here. This is the official first podcast of the year 2020. Thank you for supporting us. This is Chris signing off. Until next time.